Hello and welcome once again to the right angle. It is the trio from Toledo. No, I <laughs> I already have run out of things to say, uh, but we're all here and uh, we've all got mega stuff to say. And I guess it'll be like a jump ball. Who wants to jump first? Cece can jump first. He didn't jump at all last week. That's true. <laughs> well, I don't know what you guys talk about last week. I've been a little uh, tough week for me in the household here. So I don't know if we're supposed to share true life stories or if we're just trying to keep this on the positive and the up and up. Ooh, your let's choice. Do, yeah, your, let's do true life stories on the positive up and up. <laughs> well, the true, true life positive up and up is I am still here. So... <laughs> That wow. is my big positive. Okay, um, that is a good Yeah, one. you know, there was uh, something, uh, nobody knows what, nobody knows who or how or why, but um, it was quite a week. And uh, sometimes during those weeks, you can do some uh, introspection and reflection. And um, maybe sometimes in life when we don't take enough time otherwise to do it, if we're too busy in our lives, so... That's just going to be my uh, my word of wisdom for the week is uh, no matter what you're doing in life and how hard you're working, whether you're hard working at having fun or hard working at, at work work or if you're with your family or whatever it is that you're doing, always make sure that you're giving the appropriate amount of time each day for self-growth and emulation emulation and for talking to your creator in my case i believe that's god and uh the god that i believe in is made up of life and truth and love and many other wonderful things and um so i would just uh, urge everybody to take that time and make sure you're always doing it because uh I think if you're not doing enough of it, uh, we get a call and uh, we get knocked down for a while and we have to or forced to uh, spend that time. So I've always said when the times are going good is when the times you need to work the hardest. And uh, I, I actually kind of thought I was doing that, but um, this week proved otherwise. So here I am. That's the good news. And that's my... Uh, wisdom for the week wow what a great start what a great start g-man any uh, any cherries on top or uh not other than that uh, i'll be sending you a bill even though it took a little longer to get better <laughs> all right well. you just have to be pointed in the right direction and uh and you're always headed that way i'm sure so you just needed another signpost yes that's true. Did the, the latest tragedy in Afghanistan happen after our last podcast recording, I believe, of the uh, the suicide bomber? And I mean, it's unfortunately, it's just one thing after another. And can you imagine the gall of of the former vice president who is living in the White House now telling everyone what a tremendous success it was the greatest airlift in the history of mankind and all that stuff, just the unmitigated gall of 
somebody saying that. It just really uh, toasted my chestnuts. Trying not to get a visual of that. Yeah, I need a shower. Is that an open fire? Or not? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, roasting on open fire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sing it for us, G Man. Come on, sing it. Give us a, <laughs> give us a word. Chestnuts roasting. Uh, gosh, um, that's she's totally out of her league in whatever she does, much less being the, the vice president of the United States. She she was not able to do anything except that one thing we all know she did well uh-huh. to get to where she's at. And and she's just, they are both so incompetent and, in, and incapable of doing their job that my daughter just told me tonight that 33% of Democrats say that they should be impeached, that they, wow. they talk to 33%. I saw that his Biden's official approval rating plummeted to 48%, but I'd be surprised if it's 18% right now. Well, who said it plummeted to 48%? I don't think it was ever 48% at all. Well, it's I'm sure one of those skewed polls that always shows like in the high 60s for a Democrat. Oh, jeez. So. Police. <laughs> Maybe in an assisted living they took that poll. <laughs> Assisted living a house or whatever, but not the, not the real memory care unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> One um, of those. Do you think it's going to get worse before it gets better, or is it just going to stay bad over there? You mean statically bad, like it is now? Yeah, just like I mean, the whole idea that the Taliban is now the people we're going to negotiate with and probably give a bunch of money to, and all of that. I mean. I just don't see how it gets appreciably better. I, I have a question for uh, for CC because you might know this, and I'm curious. Uh, they left all of our equipment over there and didn't bring it back, and they're flying Afghans around on Black Hawk helicopters hanging upside down. Do you say? Do you see that? No, I miss that. Yeah. They're flying them around, and I don't know who's hanging upside down. Somebody apparently they don't like. But let me ask you this. They're flying those things over there, but if we were to send our pilots over there to say, no, you can't do that, would we be? Would it be like a turkey shoot where we go over there and just blow them out of the sky because they don't know what they're doing with this equipment? Or do you think that they know what they're doing when they're flying them? To me, any, any helicopter is a very difficult thing to do. So if they are taken off and landing and staying airborne, they have to have a, at least some type of capability. Do they have any training that they really know what to do and what's going to go on? No way. But, you know, it, it was all given to the Afghan army. The question is, are the guys who were trained in the Afghan army, are they really the ones that are switched Switched, um, I don't know how, how to say the teams. word properly. Switch teams, switch uniforms, switch yeah. hats. You know, I was going to say something else, but I don't think in this day and age you can say it anymore. So I'm trying to be sensitive to everybody. Um, Thank you. <laughs> but it's uh, <laughs> biting my tongue because it's still just true, but it's just what it is. Um, but... Um, 
No, the reality is if they don't get the spare parts and they don't have the mechanics to fix them, uh, you know, it's not going to last very long. I mean, we left that stuff there for the Afghan army to supposedly do a job with. So either A, they're going to recruit all those guys, quote, recruit, right, mm -hmm. to fix it and maintain it and use it. But, I mean, what are they going to do with it anyways? They got the country. They, they have nothing else left to do. I, I'm just saying my, my kind of sad observation is twofold. Look at the march of the Taliban since this started and happened and look at what the stock market has done. I haven't looked. What has the stock market done? I'll plead ignorance. It, it's, I mean, overall, the basic bottom line is it's continued to rise, right? One of them just hit a new high today, S&P. Hmm. To me, the extremely super sad part is the world in general, the U.S. stock market business conglomerates in general, they don't care. They don't care what's just happened in Afghanistan. So either A, they knew it was going to happen. B, there's not enough, quote, important going on over there that the people who run the stock market care. Or C, they know something we don't know, and they don't care, and it's not going to affect their livelihood. So the stock market continues to go. I mean, I, I so I kind of thought when this first, the whole Taliban, I thought, ooh, the stock market's going to take a hit. But no, it's, it's not affecting. It's not really affecting the day in and day out life of the average American, aside from the pain and agony that's been caused in our hearts and our minds and our souls. But pocketbooks, eh, so far, not so much until somebody regroups over there and a new terrorist cell pops up. <laughs> so along the same lines, why, I mean, when, let alone when Biden started living in the White House, the stock market wasn't affected. And with inflation, oil prices, this incredible debt that gets piled on with these huge spending bills, which I don't even know if they've passed because I haven't had enough time to pay attention. But none of that seems to affect the stock market either, like in the olden days. And I'm not sure why. I don't think it's uh, Af Afghanistan has affected the stock market the way it might have before Trump was president uh, because they had oil and they could they could take oil from us over there in you know Pakistan, Afghanistan, Sudan, all or not Sudan but Syria, and and. We don't. We are not dependent on them anymore. As a matter of fact, we now know, which we've known for years, we have more oil than they do in Texas than they do in all of the Middle East. So that could be a contributing factor as to the stock market just moving along because oil is the big lubricant for the stock market because everything has to move around uh, and, and be bought and sold. That's true. That is true. That could be the reason. Pakistan, you could talk forever on that. But man, last week, I don't know if, if either of you ever watch or have the Daily Wire, the actual subscription where they have the uh, backstage pass with the four main guys, Ben Shapiro and Michael Knowles and and three others. But gosh, they talked the whole time about Afghanistan. And it was it was like the most 
fascinating, riveting 90 minutes of just people sitting there talking intelligently. It was just, it was super interesting because they all had slightly different points of view. And every time one of them got done talking, you would nod and go, oh man, I, I see right where he's coming from. And then the next person would talk and you would say the same thing. But if you ever get a chance to watch it, I mean, they're all good, but that one was just incredibly good. But I'm not going to try to top what they said. So, uh, G-Man, what do you got for us? Well, I, I'll just tell you that, that that little thing you were listening to with Shapiro and those guys, I hear every other night when my daughter comes into the living room <laughs> oh, right. and does her tirade. Uh -huh. about what she heard on that thing for about 12 minutes. Okay. And then I go, okay, thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. That's how I get my news is, yep. is that way. So because I'm not listening to any of it until Trump gets back in legitimately. Well, how about on other topics? I know you got a whole uh, folder there. I, I've got, I just want to go back on this. Uh, I'm going to say Kung Flu again. I, I've got some other things that have popped up since I talked about it last time. I don't, things are starting to really irritate me. And I don't know if it's because of lack of socialism, you know, uh, socialism, not socialism, but, but, but social networking and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Socializing. There we go. Socializing. But, but I get really irritated with, with stupid people nowadays. I was at a golf course and they had this sign in the bathroom and my hand on the Bible. This is what it said. <laughs> it said, due to COVID, please wait to use the urinal bank if occupied by more than one person to comply with social distancing requirements. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't think I've ever been in a men's bathroom and two guys have used the same urinal. <laughs> there Maybe you guys have. I don't know. But I haven't seen it. And if I see a guy at the urinal, I'm standing the heck way far away from him. More than what, six feet. Was there only one urinal in there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and, I'm, and I thought for a second, I thought, hey, somebody's punking me or somebody put up there. But it was a very legitimate sign above the urinal stating that. And then I'm thinking to myself, well, you got to be up to the urinal to see it to begin with. And then... You know, are you going to come up behind the guy that's using it and read it and go, oh, sorry, I was going to use it with you. But now that that sign's there, I'm not going to. I, I, that bothers me. That bothers me when I see stuff like that. Do you have to be told not to use the same urinal when somebody else is using it? I mean, usually once the back of your pants get wet once, you don't do it again. <laughs> I, I, and then, and then, when I was at when I was in your town, uh, Mo, when I was in your town at the subway there, there was a sign on the uh, soda dispenser, uh -huh. and and it said, "Sandwich artists only to fill your drink cup due to orders by the governor." Sandwich artists <laughs> only. Which party? Yeah. Which part of that is worse, the sandwich artist or the... I th the... The first part was razor blades. The second part was glass. <laughs> swallowing it. It's like, are you serious? 
You're going to go over and take my cup and fill it and then hand it to me? And I can't do it? We were at a restaurant in uh, the college town that we go to after uh, our Sunday church at least, I don't know, once a month or if not more. And they have, you know, fill your own drinks and... I know they had they they may have had that for a while, but I'm I'm surprised, especially in my little town, that maybe because it's a subway and not like a local place. But that's very surprising. Well, I went into the place and they said you have to have a mask, and uh, a second time, and I said uh, th- this was like two or three weeks ago, and I said okay, see ya. I'll go somewhere else. I'll go to McDonald's. I'll eat their crap. Before I come in here and eat your healthy stuff, if I've got to wear a mask when I'm in here. Anyway, anyway, I got one more sign All right. that, that, that I wrote down that I, I, I had to. This one was at a restaurant, and it says, We will be sanitizing all areas and practicing social distancing due to the risk of COVID, but we cannot guarantee your health. Oh, really? <laughs> if you are sick, afraid afraid or have health issues we ask that you do not enter i was going to go in there you know like all all creeped out and stuff and go oh my god my god somebody parked too close to my car and i'm i'm afraid now does that does that encompass what you're talking about you morons oh my Got the batteries working. Cece, what's it like down at the Southern Command as far as the whole atmosphere of masking and signs and crazy stuff? Is it pretty good? Pretty normal? Normal's not really the word. Um, you know, there's a battle between the governor's mask da- mandate and some counties, what they're trying to, or I'm sorry, the, 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 the governor's non-mask mandate. Mm-hmm. Um so the signs that are up are just saying, you know, highly encouraged to wear a mask. Please wear a mask. Would you pretty, pretty please wear a mask if we ask you nicely? You know, but so far nobody's uh, been challenging anybody that doesn't wear a mask. And is, is that uniformly in like retail, restaurants, government offices, or is it just... I mean, out of a hundred stores, would how many of those would have the pretty please sign? You know, I don't know. I'd have to go walk the the mall to get a good enough because I just go to my same yeah few less than five or seven places. I've been pretty boring lately. So, um, but do they all have the signs? No, no. Okay. There's and, and quite frankly, I don't really read them real close because. It doesn't matter what they say. I'm not doing anything anyway. <laughs> um, and I've, I'm, I mean, I've never had anybody once, even during the, the bad times, tell me anything. Hmm. They've, they've never said, "Hey, you know, where's your mask?" or, or "Hey, put that on," or "Why don't you?" or "Right." I've, I don't know if it's because of my gray hair and I look like I, and either real smart or real dumb. I don't know which one. <laughs> Let's say real smart. But, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, nobody's really ever challenged me. So I, I don't know. I Maybe I'll go out and about this week and I'll do some more investigating, give you a better, uh, a real random sampling. Excellent. 
I, I, I don't know. I, it, it seems, I guess, about the same. But as Cece said, you know, there, I guess the grocery stores now, some of the, the bigger chains have a sign up that says we highly encourage or if you haven't had your right. double second booster shot of stuff that doesn't do any good. But it, it's just, I mean, if you just give it a half a second's thought, it's just laughable in, in so many ways. It's just, the, the, I mean, the vaccine, like passports and like we were talking about last week, what was it they had in Nazi Germany, the uh, the gold stars or the... Yeah, for the Jews. Yeah. yeah. So now you yeah. got to have your vaccine card if you want to fly or, you know, you want to vote or whatever it is. And I mean, if you ask a, a pro vaccine, well, it doesn't even have to be a pro vaccine because some people want to take it and that's fine, but... If you ask someone who thinks that the passports are a good idea, I mean, what what logical reason do they have? And the answer is they don't have it. There is nothing. To to what end? And I was thinking about that today. To what end is this going to be to get rid of this stuff? Because they've literally painted themselves into a corner. Yeah. So that so that. It can come back. It can come back. You're not doing this right. You're not doing that right. When is it going to stop? Where, where is the solution to what they've been doing for this past year and a half? G-Man, you mentioned painting yourself in the corner in the uh, figurative sense, but given your profession, have you literally ever done that on a job? <laughs> uh, like in your early days or anything? Uh, no, no, I never drank that heavily. Uh, I always knew what I was doing when it came to corners. Yeah, uh, I was always very careful of that. And if I if I did, if I can recall ever doing it, I would have just walked across the paint and and you know rolled it in as I walked across it. Right. <laughs> oh, but no, man. I don't think I did. Okay. I don't think I did. I don't recall. I don't recall. Says Hillary Clinton. Let's just shift into one of these total. Surprise questions that I have written down for you guys. <laughs> oh, I love these. <laughs> All right. Here we go. And it's not really dovetailing with anything that I can think of. But what would you say? And it, I mean, granted, it might take you a minute to think of your answer. But what would you say was your best and worst job experience? And what did you learn from either the best or the worst? My worst job experience was working as a janitor for the schools when I was in high school for the school I went to school at. And it was the worst job because there were there was nobody but morons that worked there as janitors. And I don't care what anyone says. I don't want custodians or or help work or whatever. They're janitors. And 90% of them are worthless. So I'm telling you right now, I know from inside information. So don't come back on me on that. You don't think, do you think that's the same as it was a couple of years ago when you were in high school? Has it, has the class of janitorial, uh, custodial sanitation engineers, has it improved or you're saying it hasn't? I'm, I'm absolutely saying it hasn't. And I also have inside information knowing that it didn't because of that. I do know teachers that are there that say that they're absolutely 100% worthless, although they're not, they're not hired by the schools anymore. They're private. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that or not, but whether they're private or public school employees, they're all worthless. And what so that was, was my worst job? And what was bad about it? Just the dealing with the stupidity. I could, I, I, I could give you some examples, but you would have had to have been there while they were being said to you, or you're looking at the person and they're telling you what they're telling you, and and you're going, really? You're you're you know you're. I'll, I'll give you one real quick one. We're in the the cafeteria at the high school, and this this head janitor is telling me where to plug my buffer in while there's students eating lunch. Okay. There's a, there's a plug in the floor and we're walking toward it. This is, this is just typical of what went on. We're walking toward it. And he goes, now there's a plug over there. And I go, where right away? He goes, don't point at it. I don't want the students to know where it's at. I, I go, I go, for God's sakes, it's locked. They can't get it. They don't have a key. I don't want them fooling with that electrical outlet in the floor. And I'm going, man, I'm, I'm being punked 30 years ago, 40 years ago. That's the kind of crap I was up against all the time, all the time. So it was more the people than the work itself? Yes, the work itself was mindless. I didn't mind that. You know, uh -huh. I had a friend that worked with me there that I went to high school with, so we played around and... Yeah, you know, did strange things, and I mean, you know, anyway, and uh, no, uh, no stories in the famous uh, uh, broom closet. Well, I or? I used to go around with two <clears throat> squirt bottles in either one of my pockets, and I'd go outside. They were full of insect repellent, and I'd shoot flies on the windows, oh, with my insect repellent, and then he would shoot flies. And if we hit them, we got so many points. And if we missed, we had to clean the window. <laughs> oh. That was one of the things we did for fun. It was it was a horrible job though. It was it was nothing to write home about. Yeah. Hmm. How long did you do it? I think I did it for well, I didn't it wasn't a full time job except yeah. in the summer. Right. I, was, I think I did it for three years. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. So it paid really well and I was embarrassed by it. <laughs> but I just it just was nowhere. Uh huh. You know, so and so were the people I worked with. Is that how you were able to go in 50 50 on that incredible mini bike you used to ride? Oh, hey, hey, listen, <laughs> that was that was not my mini bike. That was, that was you know, who's and he F painted, squared. He painted squared. that orange and green stripes because your sister told him to do that. <laughs> That's a true story. True story. He was painting it when I went over there. I did. So what the H are you doing to your mini bike? Well, so and so told me to paint orange and green stripes on it. Oh, your man. sister. Uh, That's how much I, he liked her. I'm gonna see her tomorrow. I'm gonna remind you. You ask her. I will. If she, if she if she doesn't remember, I got. I, I'm sure there's pictures out there of his bike doing that. The guy was nuts a little bit. <laughs> Oh, that's great. For your for your for your sister, I should say. Not not totally not. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so CC, what do you think compared to that? Mine isn't quite uh so uh glamorous, but I think my uh I mean there's 
I'd have to think, but my one that comes to thought the fastest is my job at uh, Okemos True Value Hardware Store. There were 500,000 items in that store, and the owner expected you to know them all where they were in a week. <laughs> so that any any customer that came in, you know, you had to help that person. And uh, I don't remember my tenure, but it was it was one of the shortest jobs that I've had. And it was also, as I recall, the only job I basically got fired from. Wow. <laughs> I got what? let go. <laughs> yeah. What? Cause, when was that? I don't even remember that. Well, I remember that I had to go from track practice to work. And then I would work on the weekend on Saturdays. And I think they were probably closed on Sundays, as all good stores were back in the day. Right? Yep. We all remember those days with fondness. Absolutely. People had a real day off for the most part. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there is just too much stuff there. And I think I got the job before school ended because I wanted to have a job for the summer to make money. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, somebody got me an inside uh, interview and got me hired. And uh, it was I I was I didn't like it. It was just miserable. So how did how did it end? Did he just say he basically called me? (laughs) Yeah, he called me in and he said. Cece, little Cece. I was little Cece at the time. Yeah. <laughs> little Cece, um, you know, I just, I really hate to tell you, but you're, you're just not working out. <laughs> you know, he didn't say the words, but basically he said, you suck. <laughs> and, and I said, oh, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And uh, so... What happened after that? I don't know. That could have been the summer we worked for the Big M. Yeah. Weeding and painting and having double cheeseburgers at McDonald's. Gosh. Yeah, that's right. I remember. Do you remember the song that the guy who worked with us made up about him? Oh, no. (laughs) No. I don't even remember who that guy was that we worked with. He was funny, though. Oh, I forgot there was another guy sometimes, right? Yeah. No, I think... I don't know. I, I can't remember, but that was, I don't, I'm trying to remember if I really learned anything of lasting value. It was basically scraping paint and, and painting and kind of like doing odd jobs for yep. the most part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Yeah. I'm wondering, this is like, well, we can always cut this out, but the one memory I have besides working there is I got dropped off at Arby's and I ate lunch in like five minutes. So I sat outside and I, it's a two lanes each way, I think, or whatever. And I literally counted how many cars went one way versus the other way for about 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so like if five went to the east, I would count five. And then if four went to the west, it would be down to one. And it was sort of like a competition of, did you ever do that when you went on a vacation and you were on, I mean, on a road trip and you're on the expressway, you would count how many cars passed you versus how many you passed. Do you ever remember doing that? Not myself. No. I, yeah. I, I used to do that to pass the time. I don't think road trips are nearly as painful as they used to be because kids just watch movies and whatever on their iPad and play video games and stuff. And I don't even know if they have a sense that 
really time is passing. I mean, and this is anywhere from four-year-olds to 18-year-olds, it feels like. They just bury themselves in their tablet or their phone, and next thing you know, you're where you're going. Sadly, that's true. Yep. Real true. Yep. No more playing uh, the license plate game or the, uh, the, the what was it, the alphabet game when you would look at, at billboards and you had to find letters. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Let alone like 20 questions and I spy and that kind of stuff. You you had to have a pretty huge game with with your clan when you were going <laughs> it on was your trip. Quite competitive. So a, yeah, I was gonna say, could you get a word in edgewise? <laughs> well, you remember, Cece, the the big, the thing that all of the kids looked for when we were getting ready to spend the night somewhere. Uh, what motel. Was, yeah. What was the attraction? <laughs> what what did it have to have? Oh, we looked for a. Uh, uh, a pool with a slide with a curved slide and a curved slide. pool. Yeah, that was like literally we would pass one That's and true. and we, does it have a curved slide in a swimming pool? And if it did, we were golden. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, the simple pleasures in life? Yep, yep. Did you take many family trips? Anyway, yeah, we took probably two to three every year. We would you know go different places. Not necessarily out of state very often, but uh, um, yeah, we, we had relatives up north and on lakes and things like that. Nice. Yeah. What's your yeah. favorite lake in Michigan? I would probably, I, one of them is Hamlin Lake. Oops. Oh, yeah. Hamlin Lake. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been there, but, no. but it's got a huge sand dune on the other side. I was, I'll tell you this real quick. I was, my my girlfriend had a catamaran, little small two man, and uh, I didn't know how to sail, but I caught some breeze on this catamaran with her, and we just flew over to the sandbar, and it was across the lake, and I couldn't catch any wind coming back, so I had to drag the catamaran all the way around the shoreline <laughs> to get it back to the place we were at to get it out of the water. In the water. I was dragging it in the water. So how far was that? I mean, was that like an I'd hour? Or? No, no, no. It was probably, it was only maybe a quarter of a mile. But okay. when you're pulling it in the water with a with a girl on it, you know, it, it seems like it's five miles when you're trying to get it back. It's really very funny. We just blew over there. And I thought, this is fun. Why, why won't the wind blow me back? <laughs> Because I'm an idiot. I don't know how to do a catamaran. Oh, I anyway. never, yeah, I, I've never caught on to sailing, understanding how you can literally go into the wind. Obviously you can, but I, I don't understand the physics of it well enough. Nor did I. That was brutal. All right. Well, this has been a wide ranging right angle. That is for sure. Any wrap ups from either of you before we pull the curtain down on another week of excellence. I, I will save mine for next week. I think we covered all the highlights. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks again for listening. Thanks again for being part of our growing audience. I haven't checked our stats lately, but I think it's going to be enormous. It's going to be huge. So we will do it all again next time and see you then on the right angle. That was easy. <laughs>